Hello, strangers, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 22 of the Loot and Dagger Podcast. We just got done hanging out and doing panels at the Southern Fried Gaming Expo, and it was a freaking blast. We got a bond with some of the folks over at D4 and the Critical Bit Podcast. If you haven't seen or heard them, do it, because you like good content, right? Don't we all? And they make it. So, so just go do that. Also, a huge, huge thank you to Abe of the Abolic variety over on the in the Twitterverse who uh, drove a long way out just to see our live show. Not just us. He, he also came out to see D4, and you know that was that was also what he wanted to do. But but we'd like to think he came out specially for us. So Abe, I love you. We love you. The world loves you. Also, I gotta say, uh, DM Dicebeard came out from uh, from the Mage Productions podcast, and he's a great guy. He's a great beard. Great guy and a great beard. Okay, I'm taking up too much time. Let's uh, let's just tell some stories. we left Grit and won. Grit is on a journey to get back to Faerun, but the chaos engine that could teleport him there exactly when and where he needs to be is in dire need of a new power core. They found it at his old house. With the power core secure, they now set their sights on the next leg of the journey. doing all this one is following it. I'm behind you I can hear your footsteps and follow along with you what one is doing is picking up uh, like he picks up the plush Leviathan toy and like puts it in his sack other little trinkets that are just sitting like all the stuff that he like walked past that grit walked past like one is just sort of picking it up and looking at it and being like putting it in his bag, in his little sack. So I pick up a plush toy. Okay. Which plush toy? The Leviathan plush toy. Okay. Or actually, no, I pick up the weird goblin, like half, half-finished half plushie. Hmm. All right. Just the... No, it may become relevant in future <laughs> episodes. He's, he's got a little... Sh- he's, he's a little... He's got a little shirt that looks like he was trying to stitch a phrase in there. Just, right now it just says 4J. Bup is also doing his best to not just clunk, clunk, clunk everywhere. He's somehow finds found some decent footing on the outside, and on the inside, he's just kind of hanging down at the uh, wherever you guys want him to be. Okay. But you went upstairs, and you opened up the safe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, describe to me what a a uh, core looks like. Uh, the core would look like a a cylinder. A clear cylinder with uh, what looks to be uh, just captured arcane energy, kind of almost like a little little mini miniature storm uh, swirling around inside. Okay. Um, and even when you when you lift it up, it's almost like it's cold to the touch, but you can feel the raw 
arcane power, the aura of it. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, for, since you know magical energy and, and stuff, and you have, a, a, you know, an attunement to arcane, um, yeah, you can just feel the raw power of this thing. Still, still in working operating order, it seems. All right. Even though the outside of the safe seemed like it was burned, everything around here looks like it's things are burned to a crisp. Um, oh, that was a fireproof safe. Yeah. I spent good gold on that. Good investment. Or whatever Eberron money is. Well, I imagine this was a special safe that could on, that could contain the raw power of this, too. <laughs> yes. And you guys went out, you both went up to this room, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm staying right on him, pretty much. I'll, I'll, I'll look over at one. All right, we got what we came here for. Still want that things club. So, you saw what I did to their food. Yes. Let's just wait. I want to look around and see if I can get a very high vantage point, anything I can climb up on. Sure, there's actually a part of the roof that's been caved in, and you could actually kind of walk up this little ramp, essentially, of, of the debris, and you can kind of get up to the roof and kind of take a... Um, uh, you can be up there if you would like. Yeah. Take a defensive position up there. Yeah. And there's a part of a, like a stone slab that's still up there that can kind of give you half cover. They can kind of look, peek around. Yeah, I'll be up there with them. Now, would this be, from our estimate, out of reach of their weapons, or are they tall enough to where it still hit us? Roll me one more nature check on, think of it like Cyclops. I mean, you've seen them up close. These look every bit like a Cyclops. Twelve. Twelve? Uh, that is... 23. 23. Um, it is highly likely that they can chuck things at you. And it still be pretty brutal. So at this point, um, I think we should just... Uh, and there's even a pile of, like, boulders around. Um, okay, that's convenient. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, um, let's just wait and see what happens after the heat. Okay. I'll stay watch. Okay. It doesn't take long. Uh, probably about 30 minutes later. I can't wait to see this conversation. I can't believe I don't know what that was. You hear the sound of this recording continue as it gets closer and closer as one of them is just handling this tiny little rock in its hand. You know, just this tiny little thing. And it's just like, I don't know about this. What the magic, you know, I think. Mm. This is awful. Just awful. And, uh, and then he chucks it. And you're, oh. Oh, <laughs> I am human, just ooh, chucks it, and it goes tasty, and pretty much goes like a hundred feet out. <laughs> and tasty, yeah, because um, these guys are huge and strong, big ripply muscles essentially, and uh, big flabby like um, stomachs, big ripply muscles though. Um, and they sit down, and it takes another, uh, say about thirty. 45 minutes for them to really spittle up their 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 cow the way they want it. And, uh, and they start eating. And at a certain point, you hear one of them just like, I don't feel so good. I'm don't, not feeling great. Don't say that. Don't say it like that. I actually feel sorry for him. Yeah, like, I'm not feeling too great. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, uh, can't seem to see things straight. Um, there's a rumbly in my tumbly. Um, 
oh, I'm not, I'm not. And they start puking. Just puking. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll walk up behind uh, one and whisper. He sees me already knocking my bow. Mm-hmm. Start us off. Before we do this, let's go and get an initiative count. That would be a 15. 24. All right. You look. They look like they've already started taking some damage from this poison. Looks like their vision's all blurry and stuff, too. So they may be taking some negative rolls to whatever they're going to do if they do it. If they last that long. I, I'm going to go to him. If I go first, I could probably help you hit him better. I think I'll be all right. I'm going to... Uh, and he just sees me kind of, like, close my eyes and whisper a little bit. And I cast Hunter's Mark onto the one that was glowing. Okay. Because we're we're still in uh, stealth, I am using the Dread Ambusher. So I'm going to do two regular bow attacks, and then I get a third, a, a third attack that's just 1d8. Go ahead and roll all your attacks. And then okay. we'll roll damage after that. You can roll your damage at one time if you want. Yeah. All right. So let's see. So do, this is going to hurt. Roll with advantage? Yes. Okay. All right. So first attack is a 29 to hit. Yes. Second attack is a 27 to hit. Yes. Third attack is a uh, 25 to hit. All right. You hit. All right. So each one of those are... Well, I'm going to roll the first two. Okay. So first one is a seven. Second one is six points of damage. And then third one is 11 points of damage. And I pointed them all to... Oh, wait, I need to do one more. Your sneak attack damage? Uh, that that was the D8, is the sneak attack. So that was the third attack. Um, but then I cast... Hunter's Mark. Hunter's Mark so on, the, on the glowing one, so I get another D6 to add to him. That's a one. You did uh, 25 points of damage, and that is pretty good. How does that look? Um, what do you do? What does it look like? So basically, I'm focusing all on that one, the one guy with the club. Mm-hmm. You see me, you you see Grit come in. He's like, you know, if I go first, I can help you. I think I got this. Knocks the bow, and it's just blinding, just really fast shots. The guy doesn't even know what happened. What, yeah. what hit him? You hear thunk, 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 as three arrows just um, get into the back of its neck. It's like, Oh, the bling it talked, everyone. The bling it talked. Everyone. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, the other two guys. It's one more that we didn't see somehow. No, and you see a gang of them. Oh, um, <laughs> God. Yeah, all right, that was his go. Um, all right, and these, these guys are, like, they're more than, like, 10 feet away. Right. Because we're, yeah. like, up. Okay, You yeah. guys are up. I'm gonna Just say making sure. I want to say they're 20 feet away at this point. All right. Uh, well, Grit will uh, unglove his left hand 
exposing his cannon arm and hold it out towards the one that the, the one that he fired on and you see it you see it kind of spinning and you hear like a like a and you see a uh, like a bolt of electricity just fire out Lock of out. it yeah. yeah and it's going to be uh i'm casting my uh uh, th- uh what's it called uh thundermonger ability on it which will give me extra damage so Nice. Uh, nice. Crit? Uh, 20. Wow. So your weapon damage, you get the roll twice on a crit. Yeah. And I don't get any sort of like surprise uh, attack extra damage. So um, so let me, give me a second. Let me roll the damage here. 6, 4, 10, 16 on the initial hit. Okay. And let me roll my thunder shit. Plus... Plus another 19. That's 35 points of damage. And as my bonus action, you will see a little cartridge kind of expel from the cannon arm. And my bonus action is I reach in, pull another cartridge out, and put it in there and reload my arm. Okay. And Buff doesn't have any rain stuff, so he's going to want him to hang back until, until which time they get close. He sizzles. He's still up, but... Uh... You've knocked the uh, club out of his hand, and his half of his body is charred from this uh, from this uh, lightning energy. Now, that was a surprise round, so now you guys get to go again. Nice. They are still trying to figure out what's going on. At this point, uh, they point to the, uh, one, one of them is like, It's up there! Something's up there killing us! Something's up there making us not feel this good! We're no longer an advantage, though, right? Uh, no longer. Okay. At this point, you are in normal combat. Cool. Alrighty, then. I will... I'm going to focus on the guy that... that the same one. Um, okay. With, with two more Yeah, bows. he is looking really hurt. He still has... He's bleeding from those uh, arrow wounds on his neck. He has half of his body charred to a crisp. He's sickening black flesh sizzling. All right, so first attack is a 19 to hit. 19 hits. Uh, Second attack is a 21 to hit. That also hits. So I will roll. If you don't roll a one, you pretty much is going to, you're going to hit him. All right, so uh, first attack is eight damage. Okay. Second attack is eight damage. You kill it. How does it look? You kill it. Uh, so this thing is like something's up there. Something's up there. I can see he's pointing. Like and then yeah. as soon as it hits, all you hear is and he just gets hit with two, and it's like and he yeah. just he just gurgles his last bit, and maybe a little bit of the magic that was in him kind of spills out. Yeah, you actually see as his, as the life uh, drains from his eyes, you actually see him as he goes to his knees and blood pours out. This blood is this sickening neon color. And it yeah, drips it drips down and his his body kind of shrivels. Um shrivels down. Using my oh, bonus action really quick to take the hide action. Okay. Um and find a place that I can sort of stealth off into. 
Yeah, you can go. You can come down from your perch, and you can go down on this on the that top floor. There's still <coughs> like a broken out window shell. I want to try to flank them, uh, and try to get back into an advantage, if I can. You would need someone to be down there and on the opposite side of them. I'll send Bob physically to be to be flanking him. Uh, you need some. Other so I look to thing. I look to grit. As I'm, it, like, you can tell I'm about to jump off of the perch. Yeah. I'll, I'll um, nod in agreement. And I'm like, I'm, because I'm, I'm not a, on the move. Now. So I just drop down. I'm not flanking them yet. I just drop down and kind of hide. So, I'm so you're hiding in the building still. Yeah. Outside on the grounds. If I'm on, on the ramp. Yeah. And I'm looking You want to do some parkour stuff off the uh, house? I, and I just kind of want to go off the house and maybe to another nearby ledge or just to the ground. Okay, you can get to the ground. Um, okay. If you wanted to get right up next to them, uh, you're high. You're, you're, there's nothing really to hide at that point, unless it's a magical kind of hide. We have those boulders. Um, are they? Are are they right now relying on dark vision to be able to see us? They look like they're having a really hard time seeing you to begin with because of the poison that's interacting in their bodies. The Gloomstalker ability allows anything that relies on dark vision to have a very difficult. They won't be able to see me in the shadows. I like I can basically hot, be invisible, practically next to them without them even seeing me. So okay. I um, try to use that to get as close as I can to them in this within the next two turns. Use those movements. Okay. To get. We'll, to we'll see. You can put yourself in position at this point. Okay. Um, and then the next round, you can do something and move again and, and try to get into <laughs> some kind of flanking position. Great. All right. Uh, with my you and Bup. with my cannon reloaded, I can't. If I just send Bup down there to um, to get in in their face, well, can he get there on his turn? Uh, we'll say yes. I said they were twenty feet away from you. He can just kind of maybe stomp out of the house, just like burst out of it, like okay, Hulk style or something. Gotcha, gotcha. Hulk so if I, if I get if I get him over there uh, and position him into a way like if. Um, uh, if let's let's say if he, I don't know if it's, he had to use two move actions or not, but if he can attack, have him let's attack. say that uh, he's going to roll to smash through mm -hmm. the uh, house because I like the idea of that, and yeah, yeah, he he basically he had a nineteen, so he smashes through the house, mm -hmm. and that's his attack action essentially, a smash gotcha. through the house, and uh, he jumps down like three point landing style, and he. And he goes around, uh, angles himself right behind the closest. Uh, they're, they're both right next to each other, these yeah. uh, these uh, cyclopses. But he's behind one in particular, the one that's closer to you guys than anybody else. Gotcha. And he angles himself right there, and now he's in battle mode. His hands are like ready to like power punch things. Yeah, I'll take another shot with my uh, thunder cannon. Yep, this time an advantage. Yeah, uh, with uh, uh, I guess the one closest to Bob. Yeah, the one that you would have advantage on. Another crit 20. Wow. <clears throat> All right. I love beautiful crit damage. Thank you for these die, Abe and Steph the Bard. They have served me well so far. All right. Uh, four, six, six, uh, 14 on the regular damage. And then add 10 more. And as a bonus action, I will reload my arm. 
You successfully cooked this guy with lightning damage, right? That was lightning damage you mm -hmm. did? Well, I, don't think it, I don't think it specified what type of damage. Well, but you just make it whatever you want for flavor. Uh, that Cyclops, right now, it's being, uh, it turns around and it sees Bup. And it's going to attempt to hit it, but it has to roll it at a disadvantage. He gets two attacks. He he swings his essential great great essentially a great club, and this is the guy who has like the swords that are just welded together to make just a giant club. Um, it's still bludgeoning damage. It's just I made, like made of swords. He just made yeah, it's just made of swords. Um, swings it, swings it, and both times it just clinks off of the armor of Bub, and you see sparks flying with each one of these. Uh, the second one, the, the second swing, Bup actually puts his hand up, and you see a <laughs> sparks fly. Good job, Bup. You're welcome. You're doing a great job, everyone. The Got other cyclops, right. the other cyclops uh, puts down his great sword and starts uh, getting a boulder, and he's taking aim. The only thing he can see right now, who's not hidden, um, is the uh, is Grit. So he's going to. Uh, He's, he has one in each on, each hand. He's like a boulder the size of a hand. Mm -hmm. Their hands, which are giant. Mm -hmm. The first one. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's 14 British yep. armor class. Uh, 18. Okay. First one swings wide right, but does pick off part of your house. Okay. The other one. What part of the house did it get, by the way? Or It's got a child's room. Bastard. And the other one was a crit fail. The other one, he throws, and it just awkwardly... Hits his friend. No, it awkwardly falls right in front of the door. <coughs> kind of doesn't get anywhere near you. It does a little damage to the door, otherwise fine. So we're now back at the top of the round. None of them moved, right, from their position? No. Okay. They didn't move. Um, in so relation to them, there. so we were 20 feet. I'm now down on the ground. How close am I now? You could be 15 feet away at this point if you want. Um, you kind of just drop down, but you can get yeah. essentially closer. You're just getting yourself into a spot. I, I'm still, I'm still in stealth, right? They can't see me. Yes. Okay. Um, you can get advantage on your next roll. So I will. Uh, How about you hit it with things? Yeah, I'm gonna hit it with stuff. Okay. All right, I'm gonna do uh, two more rolls, uh, two more uh, arrows to the guy. That uh, whoever's closest to me doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, this guy is flanked right now. He's yeah. also taking some damage. He's not looking great. Both of those are garbage, but I'll take it. Uh, that is a eighteen to hit. Oh yeah, for the first one. These are big giant dudes. Easy to hit. Uh, second one is thirty. That is. That, that hits. That hits. Um, it's above a fourteen. Yeah. You're gonna hit it. Uh, I don't mind then, telling you right now. First one is a five damage. Second one is a nine damage. Okay. You do a lot of damage to it. What does it look like? Um, so he was already clumsily kind of fumbling from that last rock toss that he failed at. Uh, so... No, it wouldn't be the guy who was tossing a rock. This is the guy who's starting to take a swing at Bup, so his back's coming oh. to you at this point. Okay, so he just took the swing, kind of bounced off of Bup. He's a little shocked that that yeah. happened. Yeah. A little off balance, and he gets just whoa, thuck, whoa, thuck, whoa. Two, two right into his back. Okay, he arcs. His back arcs, and he's going, ah! Got really hurt. Oh, so much pain. 
He's bleeding normal blood at this point. Now we're to Grit and Bup. I would like uh, I would like Bup to take a uh, take a swing. Okay. At he one of these two things. attacks. You smashy smashy or extendo arm? Which don't worry about extendo arm then. I'll let you decide. I will. Since you have the sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Buck's, uh, uh, Buck. Buck, not Buck, Buck, um, his uh, fingers go in, uh, they, they, uh, when he grips them in as a fist, you, you hear on the back ends of his, uh, of his elbows, some rockets start going, and then in complete, uh, in a blur, you see him just start trying to pummel uh, this cyclops. And because he's in roll one, he hits. Unfortunately, he doesn't do a ton of damage. He's rolled low. But you still see the flurry of basically robot blows that's going on here. This guy is not looking great. He uh, arced his back up as two arrows were in it, and that exposed a belly, the soft belly of this, uh, of the Cyclops, and that's when Bup went to town. And uh, belly is just like now swishing everywhere. Um, leaving um, blood is coming out and there's a lot of uh, um, you see purple as the he's starting to wound and do damage to this guy um, Grit what are you doing uh, Grit is going to take the same one that he just hit I'm going to take another shot okay. with my he, he, Grit's pretty much a one one move guy yeah he's a one trick pony yeah yeah so uh, more uh more of the thunder cannony stuff. He's a one cannon now. Yeah. Twelve. All right, I hit. <laughs> yep. Roll that beautiful Six. damage. Thirteen. Twenty-two plus sixteen. How does what happens to kill it? How do you kill it? Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to think of it like a uh, Raiden is uh, just basically fries it. Mm-hmm. That that'd be nice. That'd be that'd be very nice. Which one did you just kill? Uh, the guy who was uh, right in front of Bup. Okay, the one so, I just shot. Yeah. Um, all right. So like Raiden, you this just an arc of light, and it continues to fry, and you see uh, um, the bones uh, start to be exposed. The flesh starts frying off of this of this cyclops, and it and it just kind of collapses. <laughs> shakes the ground a bit. There is one final Cyclops left. He is terrified. Oh no! Oh, I don't want to do this! Oh! Oh! And he's tripping over himself now, <laughs> trying to leave and run away. Pushes over a tree that's next to him, and a tree actually just tumbles down as he starts making a beeline. He's going to double move. He's going to get 60 feet away as giant thundering um, stomps um, as he just running. Now we're back up to the top of the round. Go ahead and get him. Uh, I cast Zephyr Strike. Okay. Um, which gives me an additional 30 feet of movement and an additional 1d8. And I'm going to... Oh, let me see if I hit first. Yeah. Uh, I'm no longer an advantage, I'm assuming. That, no. Because I stood up to do that. So. Yeah. All right, um, first attack is... Is it a one? It is not a one. Then you hit. Okay, I do hit. Second attack, I hit. Okay. Um, 
so first attack is a seven. Second attack is a seven. You see me drop my bow, and I can move at this point with Zephyr Strike 65 feet. Okay. Because um, I get an additional 30 feet to my walking speed. So I catch up to this guy as he's trying to run away, and you just see this blur, and I launch onto his back and take both of the arm blades and just jam them into his shoulder. Oh, cool. Do me a favor. Um, roll me a strength check to keep stay on his back. To stay on his back? Yeah. Okay. Uh, strength check one. Okay. Um, what would have been kind of fun is if you just held on like Wolverine style. Yeah. Um, but Wasn't now planning he, on that, but that yeah, sounds yeah, cooler. Yeah, he, uh, but he shakes you off. And you kind of drop right next to him, not not like you're prone or anything, just uh, thematically drop down next to him. Yeah. And he can, you know, he still looks like he's trying to run, but uh, at that point, you go, oh, why you do that for? Why you kill me, my friends? I'm so scared. I'm gonna have to punch you now and eat you. Um, <clears throat> all right. I'm gonna take a quick bonus action okay. to uh, to hide again. Right. To use my cunning action. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to, like, even though I'm right in front of him, I, I just want to step backwards into the shadow. Well, we'll say for this instance, because there is nowhere to really free to hide, we'll say that I'll give it to you. Roll a stealth check. Uh, that is a uh, 21. Okay. So uh, he has big, giant, lumbering feet. We're just role-playing this out. We're breaking the rules a little bit, but I like the style of it. That he can't see because you're dipping in and out of it between his legs and stuff. Like, you're just kind of like, Wait, where'd you go? Wait, I'm going to smash you now. <laughs> Grit, your turn. Shooting him. Okay. <laughs> Advantage or no? Uh, yeah, because yeah, he's yeah. flanking him, essentially. All right, it was a, like a 30 to hit. Yeah, no, yeah. Great. Six plus two plus three, 11 plus another 11. So 22. Okay. Bonus action. Reload my arm. He is not looking great. Did you want to bup to go? To finish him off. Bup can move uh, 30 feet, 20 feet. He'll use two move actions to get close, but this guy went 60 feet out. Um, so No extendo arms? Uh, let's see. That would be 40 feet. His extendo arm goes 10 feet. Balls. You're right almost there. Unfortunately, I'd love to see Bob do the extendo arm. Me too. Okay. Uh, it's his go. He uh, continues to... <laughs> he's trying to find... Um, at this point, he's trying to find... Uh, he's trying to find you, uh, one. But since he can't find you... He looks over and he sees Bup coming towards him, so he's going to reach down, grab a chunk of the earth, and attempt to throw it. Before he does, you get an attack of opportunity with advantage. With advantage. Because this is a fun scene. I. And you have all the advantage right now because you're hiding. Now, when you do that, he'll know exactly where you are. Uh, so. If you want to do that. Yeah, oh, yeah. And that'll pop you kind of out of hiding. Um, but you can climb on his back again if you want. I am going to, as he's reaching down for the earth, I'm be, I'm between his legs, um, so hopefully, uh, oh, we'll see. Uh, yes, I hit. I'm okay. Gonna, um, 
And this is just one attack, by the way. You can't do your normal two attacks. Two attack. Round. Okay, this is just, just one, one attack. One it, attack. That's an attack of opportunity. Just one attack. Get him. I'm still kind of running between his legs, and he reaches down to scoop the earth, and I look up and see some dangly bits. Oh. Arm blade straight into the tank. Oh. How much damage did I do? Uh, I did six damage. Okay. Six damage of taint. You did six damage of taint. That's the loot and dagger I remember. That's what started this whole thing. I mean, wouldn't you? This thing's 12 feet tall and you're running between his legs. You just see two punching bags. He's been tainted. Yeah, he's he's been been tainted. tainted. All right. Um, But he's going to throw a rock. After getting punched in the taint, he should drop that. But uh, because he's doing everything at disadvantage, that does not hit. Um, so he gets taint damage, and the rock, <laughs> and the rock just uh, falls behind him as he just can't even grip it. He can't even grip the rock. Goes, oh! <laughs> and if, imagine just this twelve foot tall, huge, svelte like a cyclops elf going. Oh, that are so bad. And now, <laughs> that was his go. So we are at his go. He's done. We're back to the top with you. The uh, Taint Man. The Taint Man. The Taint Man. Skinny the Taint Did that knock him prone? Just out of the sheer pain of... No, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just curious. It's a joke. But kind of serious. Uh, yeah, so what... what <laughs> could, and then I'd have to make him roll a dex check to get out of the way of the smashing... What is... Yeah, so what is his... Do you want to do that? I, I don't <laughs> mind. I mean, it, dude, look. That'd if somebody fun. punches me with a knife hand in the taint, yeah. I'm falling. All right, we're going to say that the taint damage... Um, roll me a dex check. Uh, beat a 15. A disadvantage? Because I'm under him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, didn't quite think this one all the way through. Uh... Wow. Uh, Dex check. So that would be a 13. No. Oh, God. Wait, is that... Be glad you don't have a nose. Yeah. (laughs) You take 16 points of damage as this Cyclops essentially falls (laughs) right on top of you. And at that point, you are smashed underneath this Cyclops. All of your attacks are going... You're right there, so you can still kind of keep stabbing him in the taint. (laughs) Well, no, now I would probably more like a hot dog in a bun yeah kind of situation okay i've got i'm i'm being smothered by giant ass cheeks yeah you're you are smothered I'm by really giant like, no, bloody too so there's blood from this uh oh. cyclops tent <laughs> mixing with the oh uncapped, good thing i don't the have. uncapped asshole <laughs> of a cyclops has been just never taking a shower one has never been happier that he does not have an ingestion tube <laughs> Or yeah. nose, or, or taste. Yeah. All right. So, uh, but now you can you can still stab at him if you'd like. It's your turn. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll stab. I can get two stabby stabs, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, Cut him so, off. but uh, you are at like, disadvantage, obviously. Yeah. Because I'm I'm. Yeah. At disadvantage. Uh, so that would be an eighteen at disadvantage. Okay. Still hits. Um. First hit is six. Second hit is uh, ten. It is not looking great. It is on a thread. You just keep stabbing that fucking taint. 
It, the wound is getting larger, just pouring. Yeah, well, blood is just <laughs> pouring onto you right now, and it is crying out in pain. Like that's it's just put it out of its misery, Gret. Unless you want so, to. So it. hold on. So no, this is mine. So it's running. It was running away from me. Now it is or prone, run, meaning that range attacks get disadvantage. By the way. What if it's brown? What if I have to roll a two? Yeah. Uh, so he's pr- he's he's b- doubled over. He, r- he was running away from us, right? Or yeah. running away from me. Mm-hmm. So he's on his knees. He kind of bowled over. So he's got his butt in the air. Well, no, he's like he's like squashed. He's like like he's prone. He's squished. Squishing. He looks like a turtle right now yeah. with basically my face buried in his ass cheeks. Yeah. On the ground. Okay, but I still see. Uh, I'm, I'm. My range is 500 feet. Okay. I'm aiming right for the rosebud. Okay. As the uh, the final kill shot. Okay. Uh, 22 at disadvantage. Yeah. Now is this going to be a situation where any number is going to kill it? Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to roll damage then. Okay. So I l- electro electro uh, electricity shock right up the cake hole. You, you feel no more resistance, one, <laughs> as the Cyclops stops trying to get up and stops trying to get away from your evil taint damage, and you smell the cooking flesh. You don't smell it, do you? You notice there's a cooking flesh rippling across uh, on top of I you. can hear it. It sounds like you bacon. You can hear it. It sounds like bacon. Just cooking. Whatever that is. The sounds of battle are over. And I'm, I'm, you, you just hear like... I'm like push, trying to push him off of me. Bup, uh, uh, Bup, go give him a hand. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Bup comes over, and uh, and he helps you push it up. Both, let's both make a strength check. Other. Uh, that is a nine. He he got an eight. Uh, basically, it's just going to take some time because well, this is a very large creature. It is dead weight, literally, and it's cooking, and it's actually hard to get a hold of certain things because, you know, um, there's a giant hole in its tank, and innards are coming out, that kind of stuff. Um, So it's just gross and hard to work with. But eventually, it's going to take you guys like 10 minutes or so, but eventually, you're able to... You're able to get get yourself free of this Cyclops. This elven Cyclops. I, I kind of look at look in the distance to see them doing that, and just thinking. And Grit just kind of thinks, "I was like, man, Victor would not have approved of that." And he's gonna go. He's gonna go ahead and put this glove back on his cannon arm and start look start scavenging, uh, scavenging around the camp for anything of interest, and also um, go ahead and try to start attempting to pull the crystals out of the the, the club and everything. Yeah. Um. I'm going to say that these crystals are a lot easier. They're just kind of held on. They were there just to be spikes or something. Um, but they seem to be um, in usable working order for anything you'd like to use them for. Cool. I'll um, just put them in my bag of holding. Yeah. Absolutely. There's nothing else of interest, just I to let you so. know. There's, it's basically a bunch of bums hanging out. What would they have? And it's oversized of that. Giant bowls, that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right, I'll walk over to them. Are they out yet? <laughs> is he, is he yeah, yeah, I'm pulling out a towel. Up, yeah. 
wiping the goop and yeah, poop and so blood he, and here's a question because you're, te- you're technically a he construct. Terrible. Yeah, you, I think mending works on. Yeah, but I, I see it in here. It works on constructs. It doesn't tell me how much it heals him. It doesn't say on More the card. Morphors are a living construct. That's healing spells work on them, but not mending. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Oh, uh, and I can't remember. Did Buff get hit? Because I can mend him. He didn't take any damage. Okay. I'm going to cast uh, Cure Wounds on you. Oh, I was about to do that to myself. Yeah. And probably had to figure it out for Buff, because he is a construct. Oh, but, but I uh, can't, because I used all my slots. Okay. So you go ahead and heal for 13 points of damage. Thank you. Oh, you did a good job. Well, sorry, that's not the same. That's not the right voice. Well, you did a good job. Well, uh, you can use is, a bath, though. It is my Jesus. only job. You what? stink. Some flies are starting to uh, congregate. Can you clean yourself up a little bit? I know, I know you know precipitation. Yeah, I, I do that. Oh, thank goodness. I do need to uh, reboot quickly after th- that. Okay. Um, well, how is that going to... I'm not familiar with how lower major, how long does that normally take for you? Not long. Short rest, hour, whatever, mm. couple hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a few hours. Okay, Do you, are you going to be conscious at that point? I will be alert. I am sentient in my abilities. I won't be able to attack, but I can come out of my rest at uh, at some halfway point if I need to. Okay. Oh, I can also leave uh, I can leave Bup up to stand guard because I whew, I actually do need to sleep. It's been a long day. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's find a place to set up. Wait a minute. He turns around and looks what's left of his house. Is there any are there some rooms left with some beds? I know one of the kids' rooms is gone, but... One of the kids' rooms is gone. Your master bedroom is still there, and there's still, like, kind of a living room with some kind of couch-sitting area. Okay. So there's a couple... Those two seem to be okay. Um, you're pretty sure with a mending spell, you can make it usable. Yeah. I It'll uh, completely make the whole house better, but uh, you can make at least the beds bedding back to normal. All right. Well, considering the area, I think it may be better to post up here I'll have Bup stand guard you'll be conscious I'll be <laughs> I just walk I'll be into sleeping the, in my bed I walk into the center of the main room uh, kind of near the front door and you just see me go into sentry mode which just kind of looks like it, you can never really tell if I'm like if I'm not really moving around if I'm standing still you can't tell if I'm there or not so it just kind of just looks like me standing very very still uh, I go up to uh, Grit's going to go up to his room his old room and he starts kind of taking his gloves off and kind of taking his armor off and uh, his leathers rather and uh, he kind of looks around and uh, takes a bit of time to look at things look at any pictures that are sitting around uh, maybe look, sits down and kind of goes through and maybe a photo album of some sort. And there's one that's burned out. Um, there's only a couple of good pages, but you do flip through them. The other is like half of it, like it's 
worn or faded or is there uh, is there one out. good one of the entire family yes i'll take that one out of the album and put it in my pocket on my shirt okay and then i will uh lay my weary old bones on the bed and go to sleep okay for the next hour that it takes uh it takes for one to recharge there's also bop just kind of sitting there curiously just staring at at one as one awakens you can see the uh, you can see bop's head he slightly turn kind of just stares curiously. at him yeah uh, is did you want to ask me a question i believe that would be considered rude for me to just ask a question considering what we've gone through i find it acceptable what is it like to be you i don't know i've never thought about it curious and i've never interacted with any other beings aside from laura and the occasional monstrosities. So, curious. I don't have much of a comparison. Have you ever thought about? And he kind of looks up, like Grit has not come down yet. Almost like this is a uh, something off program. Yes, I believe there is something wrong with me, for I have thought about what happens when I am no longer necessary. Do you have these thoughts? Until recently, I'd never thought about losing purpose, or losing sight, or losing an objective. My mission was to protect the facility, maintain the facility, and assist Laura with any and all tasks. But until earlier, I did not know what this fear is. Now I'm not sure. I've been given a task, and I will fulfill it. But once this task is done, I will no longer have a purpose. But I do not fear it. But I still don't understand it either. Thank you for allowing me to ask you these questions. Yeah, I turns back and uh, goes to the doorway like he was pretty much he was standing guard now if we'd like we can kind of keep role playing here but uh, I can imagine that you guys would just kind of pack your stuff up and take your half day travel back yeah we can just say that you guys get back to the facility fully rested so now you're back alright I'll uh, manually force the doors open yeah uh, Grit's gonna go, go ahead and walk into the main area and start pulling the crystals out and uh, going uh, into the go ahead and prepping the chaos engine uh, go ahead and imbuing the, the crystals as need be doing all the prep work uh, maintenance stuff like the all the checks and everything because um, it's going to be happening decently shortly yeah. um, roll me an arcana check for your fine work roll with advantage Crit 20. That's three crits ever, on this die. If there are ever, a, if there's ever a good time to roll a crit 20, it's when you're prepping a chaos engine for your jump. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because a one 
would be hilariously I would tragic. have to do this I shit all over again. I literally would have put you back at the Underdark. <laughs> Seeing yourself. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Gonna go ahead and go ahead and uh, go to Levi's room. Margaret, <clears throat> oh, I have packed. Well, I don't actually have things, but I have prepared myself. You ready to, ready to get back in the, uh, in the vial? Well, it's a bottle now. Oh, yeah, so I'm sorry. Right. Yes, you're right. It's a bottle. A little more room. I know you hate this part. It's not my favorite. And, you know, you're going to be moving around, so I'm going to have to put the cork on the top. I know. All right. All right, buddy. So there's a uh, there's essentially like a old school buttons and levers and stuff, and you mm. do the right sequence, and the pool starts to drain, um, and a magical energy swirls around the pool as the essence of Levi has been collected into the tubes, and it collects itself and drips into the bottle carefully. And when it's done... There's a bing. I'll go grab the vial, take a quick little like look inside. Yeah. A little, the, little, the, little tiny Levi. It's just the tiniest little face. But in your mind, you do hear him. That was very uncomfortable. I know. We'll be back. Uh, hopefully get back in Faerun here soon. Uh, we got more crystals. More focusing crystals for it. So that raises the chances up significantly of getting there at the correct time. There's still a maybe a four, three to four percent chance we'll be off, but with that smaller percentage, it might not. It probably won't be by much. Perhaps with my divine energy, it will help some. All right, and you hear the bottle just hum slightly. As it shakes in your hand. <laughs> Let's do this. I'll walk back in the other room and kind of steady myself, make sure I got everything, check on my bags. And you see him grab a, uh, a glowing dagger, which is his old elemental dagger that he's kept with him. Doesn't use it much anymore, but it's still there. He's still, still a memento and in a keepsake form. And, uh, he looks over at one. Are you ready for this? Yes. All right. I don't know what we're going to be in when we get there. I'm tr- going to try to put us into a place called Mistport. I have friends there. And we're going to offer our assistance in the coming battle. Um... Is there anything else around here? Because I don't know. I doubt we'll be able to come back. I have nothing. That, um, that cube used to use to speak with Laura. Can I see it? Yes. You see him reach into his bag, pulls out this small, looks like a small, like, dice. And Grit will look at it. And he recognizes it, and he takes... Uh, there's an opening on it, like a small sliding, like the side of a die. You just kind of slide it off, and there is like an input jack. 
he pulls out the crystal that he had plugged in when Laura went offline and he plugs it into the cube and you see it start to glow and after a few minutes it kind of gives a ding like a like a microwave being done and he pulls the cube out closes it up and he looks at the cube and, and he looks at it, he says Laura can you hear me uh, yes I am I am now operational glad to have you back glad to be back grit tough and stuff CEO Leviathan Corporation and he grit gives you the cube back Sometimes people are never really gone. Thank you. You're welcome. He just takes the cube and puts it back into his, mm -hmm. his okay. bag. All right. This way, please. I'll lead him into the, the chamber. Into the chamber with the chaos engine or the chaos portal. Yeah, it's a. So when you get into the chamber. The doors slide open, and what you see is, is think of it more like the uh, the inside of a TARDIS. It's bigger on the inside? It's bigger on the inside. But no, you get in there, it's not necessarily bigger on the inside, it's just kind of that, that idea. In the very center yeah. of, of this is a, is a giant crystal that's swelling with energy. It's dark energy. It's all kinds of crazy swirls and things and attached are all kinds of sensors plopped to it that go up into tubings and all that stuff and you have all there's all kinds of monitors up and these are you know arcane monitors when it comes down to it not necessarily glass but you know runes etched in with different time signatures great you know that once you close the door and from the inside that is where you can operate Mm -hmm. um, you can punch in the code. You can do what you need to do. And basically, you can uh, target the people inside, um, the entities that are mm -hmm. inside. You can be essentially target it, and then you give the coordinates. You have your new chaos, chaos battery, essentially. There's core. a spot. You know, chaos core, sorry. Chaos core. I, I invented it. I should know the name. I invented it. You, you see where the other one had, had been cracked plugged into a, uh, a large device that's right underneath the giant crystal. It had been cracked, and it's and there's no magical essence to it. So you can slide that out if you want and put the new one in. I would, I would like that very much. Okay. You, <laughs> you do so. And when you do, the entire chamber lights up. And the runes that were just faint below, that basically they were just using like reserve energy of some sort, shine brightly. And you hear that whirling of just extreme energies around you. As the crystal begins to rotate around, it is now in a startup mode. So, you can punch in your coordinates um, exactly how you and Laura had had done so. Yeah, I'll put you in the the coordinates that we calculated, mm -hmm. and start and initialize the process. Oh, Buff is in there with you too, right? Yes, yes. So Buff yeah. is Buff kind of <clears throat> off to the side too, just kind of looking around. 
Okay. There is a moment when you can essentially pull a lever, and after you've done the targeting, it goes. Before he, uh, uh, before he goes, I uh, walk up to one, and I hand him a tablet, and I say, "I'm not sure what's going to happen when we get there, and if I don't make it." I want you to do me a favor. Find a man named Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair, and give him this. The one takes the tablet. I will. Are you ready? I am. Grit pulls the lever. <laughs> 